0: Hey everybody, Jerome Bivens in Baltimore. And today is May 25th, 2021. This is the anniversary, the first anniversary of the death of George Floyd. And you know, I always think about George Floyd and what happened to him. And I always remember my father had a bunch of brothers and a couple of sisters. And one of his brothers was Uncle George, and one of his other brothers was Uncle Floyd. And this is a true story. And, you know, there was also Uncle Raymond and Uncle Charles, and then Aunt Ruth and Aunt Nancy. But you know, I always think about my father and his brothers, and I always think about their lives and what they had to go through you know, growing up in the 50s and the 40s and the 30s and the 20s, I always think about the progress and the sacrifices and the challenges that they faced. You know, I don't know much about my father's childhood, but from what I understand, they were very, very poor. You know, daddy used to tell a story about going out behind the house. He grew up in Cherry Hill he always told the story about going out behind the house and chopping wood so they could have wood to heat the house. And, you know, I thought, well, you know, 30s, 40s, that's what they did. But no, that's what poor people did. And, you know, my father was a good, good man. He is my number one hero. You know, in the early 60s, when he got out of the Navy, he drove a cab, but then he got real lucky and he got a job with CMP Telephone. And he had a. Tremendous career with the phone company. And I didn't find out until his death. I didn't find out until his funeral from some of his co-workers, ex-co-workers, that he was the first black man to do what he did for the phone company. And I'm thinking, wow, daddy must have had to eat all kinds of shit. I mean, this was the early 60s. You know, racism was much more overt back then. I mean, it was nothing for a white person to call a black person a nigger or to call a black man boy. You know, that's just the way it was. So I think, wow, daddy must have had to eat a lot of shit. But the phenomenon is that he never brought any of that home to me. Now remember, I was his only child, his only man child. I was the only son. Four girls and one boy. Romy, that was me. And my father could have approached Raising me in a whole nother fashion, but there was nothing but love and graciousness and compassion. My parents, both my mother and my father, never taught any of their children anything about hate, nothing about race. You know, I didn't become an angry black man until I started working in the public defender's office in 1985. And I saw that 99.99% of the participants in the criminal justice system, the defendants, they were all black and mostly black men. And I'm thinking, wow, again, this is 1985. What's wrong with this picture? I'll never forget. There was this one situation where I was in this courtroom and all of these black men were brought into the courtroom and they were all handcuffed and shackled together. I'm like, what is this? You know, the movie Amistad was out. Amistad was a slave ship, and there was a scene in the movie Amistad where they had all these black slaves chained and handcuffed together and shackled. And when I saw these defendants brought into the courtroom, I'm thinking, what the devil is going on? The irony is that courtroom was the courtroom of a black judge, The further irony is all of the correctional officers that brought those black men handcuffed and shackled together into the courtroom, they were all black men. You know, systemic racism, it's just just much deeper. So when we think about George Floyd and, you know, we think about the murder of George Floyd, you know, I see Uncle George in in George Floyd. I see Uncle Floyd in George Floyd. I see my father. I see myself. I see my sons. We have a long way to go, and I don't know that in my lifetime this, this phenomenon of race, I don't know if it'll evaporate in my lifetime, but I'm confident that at some point in time the human race will outgrow distinguishing people based upon skin. But we got a long ways to go. I mean, we've made a lot of progress since the murder of George Floyd, but we still have a long, long way to go. And I've talked about this before, and I'll say this one last point before I close today. There's been a lot of talk about police reform, but I'm telling you, from the inside, there needs to be judicial reform. There needs to be reform with respect to our judicial system, because our judicial system is the best throughout the world. There's nothing better in any other country, but it's ain't perfect, and it needs to be reformed. It needs improvement. Justice for everybody.